Welcome to So Old Too. This is Lou Perez, and this is the podcast that is putting back oxygen into the Christian walk, one soul at a time. So glad to be with you today. And we've been talking about hope. What is hope? And today, I just want to frame it in this way, in, in the form of a question that maybe is it possible that hope is much bigger than we imagine or think, meaning hope in this life, hope in, in, our, in the way that we believe or exercise our spiritual beliefs, our religion, whether you believe in Christ, uh, is hope bigger than, than just my own individuality? And uh, we had spoken last time about the story of the character played by Mel Gibson in the movie Signs, about a man who loses his faith and takes off his collar. At the end of the story, at the end of the movie, this man finds hope and he breaks through when he observes a paradox that happens in the movie where something that he thought was a tragic thing ended up saving his son's life. And his faith in God is restored as he witnesses a miracle. In the closing scene, Gibson is seen putting his collar back on and going back to work. And I say that to say this, that the way that the priest in the story framed his life was that of a hopeless world where if there is a God, he certainly does not care about me. What is a frame today? A frame is a a basic structure that underlies or supports a building, system, concept, or text. A frame is a rigid structure that surrounds or encloses something such as a door or a window. Now think about a frame for a house. Once the frame is built, everything that is built afterwards is done within that frame. Nothing goes outside that frame. And it has been observed by many theologians and people, like especially N.T. Wright, that for the past 500 years of the Church's history, the standard frame we have worked out of when it comes to Christian hope is a heaven and hell frame. That if you're good, you go to heaven, and if you're bad, you go to hell, and that's the deal, that's all you get. And I know that sounds oversimplified, but in general, this is the discussion. It's, it's been like that for 500 years. This is what these theologians say. And we have to get people saved so that they won't go to hell and so that they can go to heaven. And just on a personal note, I believe in hell and heaven. I want you to know that. But what I'm after here is the idea of, is that framework all there is to talk about? And we find even pastors and priests and bishops alike have often used heaven and hell like little carrot sticks saying, look, if you, if you do this, you get that. If you do this, you get that. And we've all seen signs that say, you know, if you want to uh, go to heaven, you got to be good if you go, if you, or else you go to hell. And, and I saw one recently that said, uh, hell, your choice, heaven, your choice. And so those frames are limited in my humble opinion. Many have lived in constant fear of condemnation every time they make a mistake or commit a sin. I grew up myself as a Christian fearing that every time I committed a sin, I was going straight to hell. That God was waiting like a prison warden, not a father, just to, waiting to beat me on the head and, and just punish me. But it is possible, I would suggest, that the frame we have been using to talk about salvation is too small. I believe that is possible for sure. 
And though the Bible absolutely talks about heaven and hell, and I personally believe in the, in these realities, and that heaven and hell will play a part based on people's choices, seeing salvation only as a choice between the two is an incomplete picture of Christian hope. And this is why I want to talk about hope, because hope is bigger than maybe what I've been taught. What is small picture salvation? If my frame is small, and I have like a peephole to look through of what my idea of hope is, and when I say hope, I also mean salvation interchangeably. Interchangeably, uh, The small picture of salvation is that human uh, humans are the center of it and nothing else. In other words, small picture salvation is human-centered instead of all creation-centered. And it has been pointed out that, especially in Western culture, that there's been an overemphasis on individual salvation. And Jesus as my personal Savior at the expense of the larger part of creation. And I say that because there are so many scriptures that talk about stewarding creation and, and being agents in creation, uh, not just uh, making salvation just about me. And in this small picture, God only came to save people and the rest of creation is kind of disposable and you know some people believe it's just going to burn, so who cares? And um, But when salvation is human-centered, heaven and hell become the only framework we we live out of. And we live out of fear if we do the wrong thing. And if we do the right thing, we tend to be Pharisees or people who are uh, smug and self-righteous and look down on anyone who does the wrong thing. And rescue of the individual becomes more important than the fact that God is redeeming all things, not just people. And proselytizing, or evangelism as we call it, is based on getting people to, to say a prayer that will keep them out of hell. And I know that maybe I'm oversimplifying some of these things, but I, believe me when I tell you that I've run into this thinking through the years as a minister. And salvation becomes more about fire insurance instead of a realignment of God's created order, me being part of that creation. So small picture Hope and small picture salvation is not only human-centered only, and not only heaven and hell-centered, but also it is individualistic and isolated instead of engaged. What do I mean by that? Well, we have in what we call religious circles, we have conservatives and we have liberals. Uh, I, I know both, and I'm probably somewhere in the middle. And uh, individual, individualistic people, though, that are making salvation all about them tend to be very conservative, and uh, in many in many ways. I mean, I do know conservatives that that are socially responsible and that really try to make a difference in the world. But but if salvation is only about saving my soul, then I will care for little else that happens in the world that God created. My making it, my survival until I die, becomes all important. And I believe that some Christians might live this way. And yet God's mandate for Adam and Eve was to multiply and care for the garden and to take dominion over the animals. In other words, to bring His image, it's called the Imago Dei in the Greek, the image of God. Bring His image into the world and to replenish it and to bring life to it and to bring your 
your presence that God is in you to the world. So all who really follow Christ have a part to play in this world. But also when salvation becomes small framed, as we've been saying, it becomes behavior focused instead of kingdom focused. In other words, Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And we have books, you know, seven inches thick, saying there's a difference between kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, and I am certainly not having that conversation today. But what's the point? That there's a kingdom. It's not just about me. That that if, if I'm only worried about my behavior and focused on living righteous and doing nothing else, then I am selfish. I am inverted, and I like balance. Rules Do's and don'ts become the driving force of our lives when we're behavior-focused. And we see our lives only as sin and failure and repentance. And those things become the only thing that is important to us. When I was younger as a Christian, I used to obsess over being holy to the point that if I sinned, I suffered so much condemnation that it crippled my heart. But through the years, God taught me balance. I want to leave you with a question. Is your salvation, is your idea of hope, does it have a big frame or a small frame? Are you only heaven and hell centered? Or is there a bigger picture you might be missing? If you like this podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend.